Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, hey, everyone. We are here at uh, Scaling New Heights 2017. Uh, Woody is not here this week. We are pre-recording our interviews. Uh, I'm not sure what day. What's the date on Thursday? Can we be the 8th? 9th? 8th? Whatever it is when you're listening to this. It's the 7th. I don't know. Uh... That's the day that you're listening to this and we're recording it. Uh, I'm Stacy Kildall. I have a, a really great v- first time guest, Bryce Forney, my good friend Bryce Forney. Um, Bryce, would you introduce yourself to the audience? Absolutely. I'm a pro advisor and CPA in the San Francisco East Bay and primarily a tax preparer and really honored to be here, both at Scaling New Heights and also here uh, on QBO show? QBO show. Well, thank you. And our guest, uh, the main event for this interview, is uh, Alex Burnett from Intuit. Alex, I think usually what we do so we don't butcher anything or get it wrong, Woody and I tend to just let our guests introduce themselves and, and tell our audience what it is that you do at Intuit. And give us what we really like too is a little bit of history. How long have you been there? Where did you get started? Uh, your Intuit journey, if you will. Okay, my Intuit journey. Hello, I'm Alex Barnett. I uh, lead the uh, Intuit Developer Group. Um, and the Intuit Developer Group is all about um, enabling developers to be successful on our platform. So I'm, uh, I'm actually a boomerang, what they call a boomerang. I, I was at Intuit for five years. Um, I went away for four years to do something for a different company, still in the developer space, and I, I came back about four months ago. Um, so I'm very excited to be here for Scaling New Heights. It's the first time that I've been uh, doing that. Nice. Um, you asked about um, kind of like how maybe I got to Intuit and, yeah. and the journey there. So at the age of 17, I... Uh, I left school to become a professional cricketer. Uh, that's cricket, not croquet. Just making sure for our American audience, there's right. a difference. So there is a difference. Very good distinction. Yeah, and you uh, don't mix up straw hats with no yeah. and mallets and yeah. bats, like that's two right. different things. And uh, I did that for eight years. Um, I learned to program as a kid, probably around ten or eleven years old, and that was a passion of mine, just computers and geeking out and all the rest of it. So when I retired uh, cricket. It was the commercial of the, uh, the beginning of the commercial internet, right? Uh, and so I was broke. Cricket uh, <laughs> doesn't pay well; like it's not, you know. And so retiring was really bordering on unemployment. And yeah, 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 yeah. It's a fancy <laughs> word for like, oh my god, what am I going to do now? <laughs> so I, it was like twenty-four years old. I borrowed three thousand pounds, which is a lot of money in those days. Still, a lot of money. Um, and bought myself a Mac, bought myself an internet connection, bought nice. myself subscriptions to the internet and FTP and all the rest of it. And I taught myself how to build uh, websites. Cool. Um, and so I've been pretty much in the technology space now for about 15 or 17 years. 
and really focused in on developers specifically. And just because I'm a crap one myself, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I live my dreams and aspirations through developers that do all this amazing magic, right? I just like, I'm a, I, you know, I love software, I love developers, and so it's, it's, a, you know, it's a privilege and a really good fit about um, helping them be successful on platforms and using technology. And in this case, with Intuit, is, uh, it's, a, it's a great fit because it's about you know, what they can do with Intuit together, solving the needs for our small businesses and our accountants. And that's the platform business that I run. I'd enjoy it. I love that you started building websites to start out mm. with. Uh, one of the things that I don't think I've ever told anybody is um, I built a website a long time ago. It was my very first, like right before, when, it was right when I started my, uh, I joined the ProAdvisor program. And the main focus of that uh, website was to tell the story of the greatest donut I've ever eaten. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And uh, I'm never going to have another donut that was that good. It was in Canada. And it was the highlight, the peak of my donut Did you use career. any flash? Did you no, use there was any, no, flash. no flash. It was straight up HTML. Yeah, it was straight okay. up HTML. And I coded it all like myself. Nice. It was, yeah, it was a horrible site, but it was a really amazing donut. So it was called a chocolate overload, and I got it in Chatham, uh, Ontario. Fantastic. So yeah, and it was Canadian. It was a Canadian donut. So anyway, oh, fascinating, but yeah. not about Alex. So no, I just want to say, like, I feel like we have a connection because yeah, we definitely. both have built websites. Clearly, clearly. And mine was about a donut. There we go. I'm curious what the first act was at Intuit. It, does it relate to your current role? It does actually very much. Um, uh, the startup that I happened to be at at the time uh, blew up fantastically uh, after a couple of years. <laughs> Um, and uh, and it was uh, a guy called Alex Chris. Um, I know Alex. Who reached out to me mm -hmm. after hearing about it on TechCrunch uh, and said, "Hey, look, you know, we're doing this kind of interesting thing over here. It's called the Intuit Partner Platform. We're starting from ground zero. Like, we, I mean, it's so early, but we need somebody to take care of our developers and drive this and that and the other. And it's like, and so." The vision that he set out was very, very compelling, and it was a great opportunity to come in at an early stage, almost like a startup within an established company, and that was how I joined Intuit. And so, um, yes, I mean, it very okay. much relates. So basically, I've got the job that he had yeah. now. So, oh, that's cool. So now he's he leads the whole product um, for the uh, small business side of things, yep. and I report into yep. him, mm -hmm. leading not just developer relations, which is a critical part of it, but it's all the product management and the actual platform uh, work that we do that enables the developers as well. So you're working with the app developers, right? With the, how, what, is the, what is your team looking like? What are they looking to accomplish with that QBO platform? Yeah, so the way that we think about it is um, as a kind of three-sided network effect platform that we've got, right? So in the early days, it was very much focused in on um, getting the developers who have got apps already in the marketplace right. that are solving problems for small businesses as well as our accountants and encouraging them to you know, connect with our APIs, use our SDKs, integrate their apps with QuickBooks and then 
publish those apps onto an app store so then our small business customers can then find those apps right. try those apps uh, then buy those apps that work with QuickBooks um, and for the ve- for the developer they're kind of interested not just in the integration but access to uh, millions of small business uh, customers um, for our small businesses it's about um, filling out the gaps and you know, increasing the functionality of QuickBooks through the third-party apps that uh, integrate. Exactly. And um, more recently, now with um, with you know being here at Scaling New Heights, and that's kind of what I'm talking about, is about the evolution that we're making of the platform to really include accountants as that third side of the platform, a critical component and a first-class citizen of the platform. So speaking about accountants, uh, what's the relevance to the accounting professional of being familiar with apps and knowing how they work? I mean, it's clear that it benefits the small business owner. What's the impetus for us in the accounting world to get behind the app concept? Yeah, that, that's a great question. So, so at the most basic level, a lot of these apps are also able to be used by the accountants themselves uh, to manage and run their own practice. And so in the same way that an app works with QuickBooks Online, QuickBooks Online for accountants also has the ability to be able to connect an app from a third party and um, you know simplify or automate a lot of the workflow. Um, so that's one. For but our own use. For your own use. Right, for our right. practice, not right. just for the clients, yeah. right? Yeah. Then on top of that, um, we hear that small businesses find it actually um, kind of overwhelming about the total number of apps that they, they could choose. And this isn't yeah. just an intuit thing. This is a, from a survey that we ran uh, last year where we found that a couple of interesting data points. Right? One is 70% of small businesses today use four apps or more to run their business. Okay, mm. That could be a mobile app, it could be a web app. Um, but 41% of, our, of the small businesses are also saying they're just finding it overwhelming about the, the choice of all the apps that are out yeah. there and have difficulty in understanding which are the right apps that are going to help them run their business. And they don't have the time to go through them. And the, right. And, and they don't even know what problems they need to, to solve. And that's where the accountant and the pro advisor can come in and help. And then just the, the, the last point there is that 66% of the small businesses are telling us that they would be willing to pay to be trained on those apps so they can use it effectively so that they can save time and money. So we see the accountant opportunity here as being enormous around being able to advise our customers, joint customers, about what are the right apps for them, which apps are going to be able to save them time, save them money, run their business more effectively, and then for the pro advisor and the accounting community to be able to then actually onboard those customers to those apps and then train those apps, uh, those customers on those apps so they're getting the most out of it. And, and that's a really key, key part of the value that we think the accountants can actually provide um, so that they can do more than just the bookkeeping. Right? And, and the business that, owner thinks of the accounting professional as the right individual to make that connection yeah to set up that back office 
And that's what we talk about a lot when we do, because Bryce and I are on the QB, we're on the Trainer Writer Network, and we're part of the core QBO trainers that go out and teach. We do the firm trainings. Uh, we do the the general population QBO cert prep trainings, and that's one of the things that we talk about is it's part of our job. I mean, it's really an important part of what we do is to figure out what those pain points are. And what I tell everybody is you don't have to be an expert in every single app. Um, it's good to know a few core ones and be really proficient in them, but you don't necessarily have to be an expert in every one. What I, my recommendation is have at least a couple in your back pocket so you can tell a potential client that, oh, you're having a hard time tracking hours. Well, you know, there's Big Time, there's T-Sheets, there's Clock Shark, there's uh, tons of different apps out there. You need some extra inventory. Uh, there's SOS, there's Exact, there's Deer. So you don't necessarily have to be an expert, but maybe know enough about them to get them onboarded and to get them some basic training and just know some of the differences between them. I think it's really important um, to go through and do that needs analysis and figure out what the pain point is uh, and don't necessarily do what's easiest for you as a pro advisor. We, one of the things that we teach them is do what's best for the client. It's yeah. really important to do that. And I love that you guys are making that so easy for us. And you guys really are doing a great job with that. We want to make it easier. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. Do you have a checklist or a guide or a recommendation for an accounting professional who is relatively unfamiliar with apps to start in on this world? I mean, knowing that there's an opportunity and knowing how to capitalize on it are really... Yeah, so um, with the, I think with the ProAdvisor program, we do uh, create opportunities for to connect the ProAdvisor community with the application developers. The application developers are really keen and eager to be able to provide that kind of training and, yeah. and do that. I mean, it's in their interest, obviously, to do that. And events like Scaling New Heights, for example, there's a lot of sessions here, for example, uh, you know, by the third-party app developers showing about you know, what is their app, what's the best yeah. way to onboard, what problems do they solve, and, and we're going to be doing a lot more around that. Um, I think the, the areas that we see in terms of opportunities to improve that um, even more is uh, uh, around three areas. One is um, Cube, the QuickBooks Online uh, Accountants uh, Apps tab, um, which we'll be making available um, later uh, this fall. Okay, and that's what I was going to ask you about that, so I'm going to follow up on that, but go okay, ahead. Okay, and we can, yes, definitely yeah. want to go there. The other is around even deeper integrations of those apps. So it's one thing to have two apps, QuickBooks Online and maybe say T-Sheets or like operating but in two separate tabs. It's another to have the workflows integrated inside like bill. of the UI. Like right now you can do the bill.com integration where you can go in and you can pay. I have that set up with mine and it's it's really great. You can just go in, enter the bill, go to the online bill pay and pay and it's it just works with bill.com and it's all right within QBO. It's really We're also great. thinking about the the Intuit apps that are built in like QuickBooks Payments and QuickBooks Payroll. We can see that we don't have to leave QBO, but yet we can use. There's so much opportunity tools. around yeah. that, and we're just starting that journey. But we're, we're we're doing some cool stuff around that, and then um, 
The third is around having more confidence about the data that's coming in okay. and making sure that the quality of the data when it finds into its books isn't going to create more work. On the contrary, it's going to create less work, <laughs> um, which we that's recognize. And that's another piece of work, which I'm happy to, to talk a little bit about how we're doing that. But those, those are three areas that we think beyond the training and beyond the discoverability of those apps and learning about that is there's more that we could be doing to just just make that a better experience end-to-end for both the accountant and therefore the the small business customer as well. So you mentioned bringing back the QBO, the the apps tab for QBOA because we had it for a while and then I don't know what happened, things went awry, I don't know the the story but it got taken away, I'm not going to get into that but now it's gone. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah, we had it, right. and then it was, and now it's back. So it's always been in the your books part, but now we're gonna. You're telling me that we're gonna have that again in the QBOA, like the client part. So yes. are we gonna be able to now maybe add? I mean, I I might be overstepping. Yes. But are we gonna be able to start signing up for apps through QBOA, like with the client list, and adding them for our clients again? Yes. <gasps> so oh. wow. So Yay. the reason it went away. Right. This is a great, great point. Is we were getting feedback that it wasn't good enough. It was confusing. It was frustrating, and probably creating more problems than it was trying to even solve. Oh. The issue about who's signing up and who's got what role. Yeah, and and this is what I come back to is like there are some design aspects of the architecture of the platform that weren't treating the accountant as a first-class citizen of the platform, and that was being manifested in some of these examples that we're talking about. Okay, and so by by re-architecting some key key aspects of the platform, that enables this to do much better. Uh, and so with the QuickBooks Online uh, for Accountants Apps tab, which will be coming out later in the fall, we're fundamentally solving two different problems there. One is the ability for a accountant to, um, to sign up for an app on behalf of the customer um, so, you know, most of these have like 30-day trials. Right. So you can, as an accountant, I want to be able to basically provision an app, a third-party app on behalf of my customer, and then assign roles, granular permissions, to those apps on behalf of your customers. Wow. Now, okay, so the yeah. audience can't see, but Bryce and I, our eyes both I, just got as big as saucers because we got fell out of my chair. so excited about mm-hmm. that. That... That's a BFD right there. That's a huge deal. I'm really excited about that. I'm so glad to hear that. And so we will be able to, well, we demoed that earlier this week um, at SNH. And we're we're very excited about being able to to make that available. Um, So a good way to find out about that now that Scaling New Heights is in progress would be to attend QuickBooks Connect then in November or maybe keep track in the QBO blog I mean where are you guys how are you guys going to message that when it does roll out all of the above okay all of the above (laughs) we will we will certainly be making a big deal will you come back maybe we'll have you back on the show I'd love to okay so when that like drops let's I'll work with my Intuit handlers who help me <laughs> schedule this stuff and we'll have you back on. I would love to have you back on so we can talk about that. Absolutely. Uh, when it when it rolls out. That's a really big deal. Mm-hmm. So um the other thing, Bryce, do you want to do the next 
I kind of took that one over. Do sure. Do the next question. Sure. So thinking about uh, apps that are specifically geared towards accountants, uh, what's your perspective on how accountants might start to automate using third-party apps? Where's the... I think for... I mean, I think I'm representative of some accounting professionals who are hesitant to jump into that world because it's unfamiliar. And I think with just some checklist or guide that that becomes more approachable. Yeah. Well, so um, I think that what's interesting is that a lot of the apps that we've got, we've got about 470 today um, on the App Store, um, are certainly applicable to the small business. But they're also applicable and going to be useful for the accountants uh, okay. themselves as well. So um, you think about HubDoc. Are you familiar with yeah, HubDoc? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, that's an example. Tell me about how you think HubDoc helps the accountant. I mean, I'm kind of can interested. I, Absolutely. Can yeah. I do that? So I, one of the reasons we love HubDoc is because it gives us one – because, you know, a lot of times clients will give us either their login to go get statements or they'll set us up with our own account. What I love about HubDoc is it gives us one place to go in, and we just, the only thing, there's a bunch of other stuff that it does, but what we do at my, at my firm is we just use it to go in and log in and grab statements so that we can do bank reconciliations. We don't worry about it pushing receipts in or anything like that. It's a, it's a game changer because it's such a huge time saver for us and we're not begging clients to give us the statements that we don't have access to we don't have to have their login we don't have to have yet another login that they have set up for us that we have to remember so for us i think hubdoc is a huge deal for the accounting professionals because i don't want to have to log into bank of america and then chase and then american express and then pnc to get all these statements, yeah. I just want to go to one place and just have them there, and I can Not see it, mention. and check images. Mm -hmm. That's the other big deal, is because it pulls in check images. A lot of times we do a lot of after the fact bookkeeping, mm -hmm. so we see through the bank feed, we see the check number come in and the amount, we don't have any idea what the hell that is. Mm. So with HubDoc, we can just log in and take a look at the check image, and it's right there. And if we need to, we can actually save that and pull that into QuickBooks Online and attach it to the transaction as well. So HubDoc is one of my favorite apps for, for us to run our practice with. And thinking about security, yeah. where either the accounting professional or the client is concerned about, I mean, for good reason, to maintain the confidentiality of those credentials, yeah. HubDoc allows yeah. that without uh, without sharing or without um, violating the privacy of the of the credentials. Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, mm -hmm. and so we see. Look, our, our vision on the developer group is to be the you know to be the global platform of choice for all developers serving both small businesses and accountants. Nice. Right. That is. That is. You know, that's our stated vision. That's what we got like in the halls of our developer group and the rest of it. So accountants are critical. The ability to be able to to attract apps that were sold for accountants as well as for small businesses is a key, key part of the way that we're thinking about it and, and the kind of apps that we want to attract to our platform. Right, like apps like Receipt Bank and Practice mm -hmm. Ignition and things like that. Those are really great, great tools. So yay, I'm really excited. So will you come back? 
I'd love to come <laughs> okay. back on that. I want to thank you. Now it's on audio, so we've got that commitment right. now recorded. It's on your permanent <laughs> record. <laughs> so I want to thank you, Alex, very much for spending the time. I really appreciate it. And uh, Bryce, thank you for being an amazing co-host. That's very I kind really of you. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you. It's quite um, I cannot remember what our show is next week, so just... Check out the website. It's a great cliffhanger. <laughs> you know, it's almost as if it's my own show and I schedule it. Uh, but for the life almost. of me, I can't remember. So I want to thank you very much for um, spending the time. And I'm looking forward to having you back in the fall. Well, I'm very, very pleased to, to join you here. And thanks for having me. And I'd love to come back and join you and update you on other stuff. Yeah, I'm excited. Thank Bryce, you. Bryce, do you have anything else? I just want to thank you again for allowing me to co-host. Well, thanks. For it's wonderful. Me. All right. Well, so we'll see you guys later. So hey everybody, we are at Scaling New Heights 2017. We're in Orlando. Um, it's a very hot swamp. It's very humid. Like the humidity is uh, insane. It's a swamp. There's alligators and snakes. We were just talking about the alligators and snakes. We haven't seen any, which kind of bums me out. <laughs> I was hoping to see at least a snake because we find them all over my house. And then we like pick them up and we, you know, it's kind of cool. We have little garter sticks. They're very safe. I don't think they're as safe here. Um, so we are pre-recording our show. This isn't live. Uh, Woody is not here at Scaling New Heights, but I have a guest host. He's a first-time guest host. It's my good friend, Bryce Forney. Bryce, would you uh, introduce yourself? Sure. It's very simple. I'm a local CPA in the San Francisco East Bay Area, and I'm primarily a tax preparer. And I am, of course, fanatic about QBOA, QBO, because it has transformed the industry, really. I, I would agree. Yeah. I helped you get there. You did. It was you up on stage many years ago. Among other things. That, yes. But I was really okay. the catalyst. Uh, I do always say that. That's true. So uh, why not call it out? Right. So our main event... But there's someone else here. So. I know. <laughs> and that's the reason why we're here. So our, our first interview at Scaling New Heights is uh, Rich Priest. You've been on the show before, but would you please introduce yourself... Um, to our audience and let them know who you are and be. what you do it into it. Thank you, Stacey. I'd be happy to. So, as you said, my name is Rich Brees. Uh, I lead the accountant segment at Intuit, which basically means QBOA, Pro Advisor, and all of the education and training. So, those are the, the pieces of the puzzle that my team and I are responsible for. Um, I've been with Intuit for about 15 years, so it's been a long time, and I've been in this current role for uh, about 9 or 10 months, and thoroughly enjoying it. Uh, from what I've seen, you're doing a good job. Well, I appreciate it. It's very I, kind, Stacey. Bryce and I, we're part of the QBO training team, so we're part of the TWN, Trainer Runner Network, and we're part of the ones that do a lot of the live cert prep trainings. We've been doing large firm trainings, and I just want to thank you very much for getting the budget going I don't know if it was you I'm assuming it had, you had something to do with it to be able to do that so what's really interesting is we've never done the firm trainings before and those are actually really fascinating um, it's kind of a different animal than when we go do a general uh, QBO cert prep but it's still really cool it's a really great experience so I want to thank you for helping to make that happen I would go so far as to say that for the short amount of time that Rich has been in this role and following those so dedicated to accountants, yeah. I think you fit right in. You take care of us. I, yeah. I appreciate that, guys. I mean, that's important to believe yeah. in it, leadership. It really is. That, that yeah. 
has such a big impact. Because when there's a change, I mean, we were used to Jill for so long, Jill yep. Ward. Yep. And then McGinnis came in, yep. and I was a little worried, but I was very happy uh, that it was Jim. He did a great job. Yep. I just, you guys take care of us. Well, you know, we try to. And, and, and that's the best. And I honestly, first of all, I sincerely appreciate it, but secondly, when I say I've been at Intuit 15 years, 15 years ago, I actually started in what was then called our professional tax division. And so, you know, not only was my, my short career prior to Intuit was working with accountants, and then my first role at Intuit was in the professional accounting division. So accountants have always been at the absolute centerpiece of, of uh, the folks that I know and work with and love. And so that's why for me, it's, it's easy to be passionate because uh, I start out that way. But I appreciate you saying that though, Bryce. Yeah. Well, we can tell and we appreciate it. So we had our keynote. Uh, you had the keynote this morning. There was a few people, but really, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. The other keynote speakers were very, very nice. They did a great job. I really was only there to see. I appreciate to it, Stacey. It's very kind. Um, and you guys announced a couple milestones. We did. That are kind of a BFD, right? They are. So incredible. They are. Yeah. We do. You know, we, we, we were thrilled. Very recently, uh, in the last two or three months, we passed 200,000 pro advisors globally. Yeah. And so that was awesome. So absolutely thrilled with that number. And it just goes to show, frankly, the power of the Pro Advisor program and the accountants and bookkeepers within it. I mean, I said from stage, it's truly an army uh, and it feels that way. And then separately, uh, just in the last few weeks, we announced that QBO has passed 2.2 million subscriptions. Which is insane. It is, and, it, and it, it goes to speak to that point that we all know, which is the movement to the cloud is well underway uh, and you know many of the accounting professionals at conferences like this have been on the front end uh, they've been the game changers the folks sort of leading that change and and now it is in full throttle and and more and more small businesses are realizing the benefits of being in the cloud and the accounting professionals are helping them get there so it's it's thrilling to get to that number one of the things that i thought was really fascinating is i think it was last year or maybe the year before you guys talked about how long it took to get to like 300,000 QBO subscribers yeah. and then it was just exponential to get to the 1 million. So it's really neat. I mean, it just is capping faster and faster. Yes. And that's why I was really surprised about with the Pro Advisor program. Yes. Because I've been a Pro Advisor since 2004 and there were not very many of us. Yeah. <laughs> and to see that, what did you say? It took 17 years S 17. to get to 100,000? Yeah, yeah. And then three years to add the second 100,000. That is shit goes crazy. It, I'm just going to say it, that. It, yeah. it, you know, and I think you say it well. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and better you than it, someone it, exactly. else. Exactly. <laughs> but, but I think it does speak to, you know, 14 years for the first 100,000, three years for the second 100,000. You know, it would be fantastic, obviously, to add the next 100,000 right. in an even shorter time frame but that is the kind of momentum that, that we've seen which is just awesome yeah so uh, over the last couple of months there are two new product announcements that relate to us pro advisors we've got practice management now built into QBOA and changes to the pro advisor platform can you tell us about that? yeah absolutely so I you know I'll start with the second of the two Bryce so those changes specifically are to the find a pro advisor platform um, and so, so I know that many of the listeners will be familiar with this. So this is the platform with which we take all of the small businesses who come to us and don't have an accountant or a bookkeeper, 
and we say to them, we think you should have one. Uh, we, we share the stat that 89% of small businesses say they're more successful when they work with an accountant or a bookkeeper. And so we try to match them with an existing accountant in the ProAdvisor program. So we have a platform with 31,000 certified ProAdvisors, and that's the platform where we match the small businesses. Now, last year, an interesting stat is that over a million small businesses came to that platform looking for an accountant. A million, which yeah. is a, a phenomenal number of small businesses looking for, for help and understanding the benefit of that help. Now, the reality of it is we matched about 14%, one four. And so, you know, on the one hand, that's great. 140,000 small businesses found an accountant and are almost certainly better off because of it. And obviously, it's great for the accounting profession because we were yes. able to, to make that connection. We like it. That's great. But, you know, the sad piece is, what about all of the others? Um, and so we went on a journey as a team to say, first of all, what does best in class look like? Uh, we knew it probably isn't 100% of people. There's, there's multiple reasons that people are sort of uh, just kind of looking around on these platforms. Um, but we found out that about 30% is best in class for the best matchmaking platforms, uh, whether that is literally dating platforms, whether it's LinkedIn. And so we were about half of best in class. And so the changes we made were We've completely re-engineered the profile for the accountant with which you can go in, if you're a certified pro-advisor, you can actually go into the product now. There's a little image on the top right of the screen. It's like a little image of a face. Yeah, it's like a little guy in a circle. Yeah, it or is. a girl. It could be a girl, exactly. A little person, a human. It's exactly. Yeah. Thank you, Bryce. <laughs> and you click on that, and it will take you to literally your personal profile, and you'll be encouraged to to do various things that will actually help you in the underlying algorithm that will connect you to small businesses. So whether it's as simple as adding a photo, which by the way, two times as many matches occur when there's a photo. So as silly as that sounds, when a small business is looking for an accountant, if they can't see an image of who they're gonna work with, they are half as likely to select that person. That and is that is one of the things. So when we do QBO search training and we get to the whole ProAdvisor portion and filling out your profile, I will beat that dead horse right into ground, fill out your profile, fill out in its entirety, put a picture, yeah. and we're really specific about make sure it is a picture of you and yeah. your smiling, happy face, yeah. because dealing with people's money is so personal. It is. And the people who are seeking you out, they want to see your face. They don't want to see a picture of your logo. Yeah. They don't want to see a picture of your office. They want to see you. And the other thing that we tell them is, make sure it's a current picture. Yes. So the joke that I always tell when we're on stage teaching is you don't you don't want to catfish any potential clients. Like you want to make sure that it's there. You're right. Also, only a Stacy <laughs> exactly could, could have could have put it that way. Uh -huh. Yes. Well, you want to be recognizable. Yes. I mean, I tell a story often about um, someone that I know who had been seeing a pro advisor in their profile picture over the years, over and over again. When he finally met this pro advisor in person and she introduced herself, he said, no, you're not. Mm. <laughs> because she looked nothing like yeah. Yeah. the picture in her profile. Yeah. So to, fill out your profile. It's yeah. really important to do that. And to me, just the concept of having a photo associated with a traditional accountant business yeah. did not come like naturally to me. I think about that as associated with a real estate agent or financial advisor, not common within accounting. But when I asked clients, one of the things I learned from Intuit, you know, asked customers exactly why they're hiring you, and the photo was actually yeah. a big part of 
it just seemed like that was the right and if you have something that's unique so i didn't intend for my brand to be my hair mm -hmm. i got a bug up my ass a couple years ago to get some pink in my hair and i told my hairdresser i want some pink in my hair and it has evolved over the last few years and looks fabulous well thank you and bryce soon is also getting pink in his hair i'm, not I'm hoping, I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> but i get a lot of a lot of leads they come to me because they say oh you don't look like the normal mm bookkeeper the normal accountant and it ended up being my brand mm -hmm. so I definitely want to make sure that it's a current picture and if I change my hair I have to go do that so you have to really think about the image that you want and if you have something unique like that then put that up there if you have a specific industry I know um, there's a pro advisor I know that does a lot of work with um, equine vets mm -hmm. so she, she works with a lot of horse vets so she's got a picture of her with like a horse mm -hmm. right so and she gets tons of work because of yeah. that so really fill out your profile it's i can't tell you how important it is and if i can do just a couple of other really quick uh, tips on that is you mentioned industries it's important to fill out industries you can link to social sites as well that's actually that's huge my favorite now. thing about the new thing uh, I, yeah i love it i love that you love that the the, <laughs> the other one that i really want to mention is um a lot of accountants will not proactively ask their clients to provide a review. And it makes such a huge difference. If somebody searches for an accountant with a certain specification and two or three accountants show up, so you're looking for somebody who specializes in legal, who's in Forks, Washington, and you know possibly has been an accountant more than five years, maybe three show up. If one of them has six or seven reviews and the other two have no reviews, they're going to go with immediately them. you care about the fact that other people have validated this person already. Yep. And so, you know, the simple key there is to go to your existing client base and just say that you would be honored if, if they would spend five minutes just providing a review and, and that will make a big difference. And I love that too because one of the things that I tell the pro advisors that we teach is... Uh, and, and this is what we do at Kildall Services for my bookkeeping firm is if a client says, hey, this is a really great job, and sometimes we'll solicit it, but usually a lot of times we don't have to because we're kind of awesome. But um, <laughs> but they'll If you don't say so yourself. <laughs> I'm going to say so myself. So um, what happens is we'll ask, hey, is it okay if we get a testimonial? We'd like to use it on our website. And then we also ask them, is it okay if we submit it as a review? Mm -hmm. So you don't have to mm -hmm. even have them do that one, that. go that one step further. All you have to do is say, hey, can you just send this to me? And is it okay if I use it? And then you can go submit it yeah. as a review using their email address yeah. as long as you have permission to do it. And That's it's a, a really idea. easy thing. So now you have something for your website and you have something for Find a Pro Advisor Profile. So, Rich, another thing you talked about this morning was about the self-employed and yes. about how large... Wait, 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 large... I have one more oh, question great. about the leads. I'm My sorry. My apologies. And then yeah. I should touch on practice management because you asked me about that oh, as well. Yeah, right. of course. well, I just have one more yeah. question about the ProAdvisor. Okay. And so, I had been in a Facebook group. Yes. We kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but I just want to... I think our audience is going to be interested. One of the things that's a little confusing is when you're looking at your profile, up in the top uh, left corner, left corner it'll tell you how many leads you've had and so a lot of people are a little bit confused right now yeah. as to where that number is coming from because it'll say oh I have 12 leads or you've had 11 leads but they've only gotten maybe one or two emails yes. inquiries so 
maybe, and you don't have to dig too deep into yeah, the no, details, but maybe a high level. Yeah, happy to answer. It's a great question. It's, it's one I've heard as well, and we're making a, a, a change to this. And so um, just to, to replay the problem is, the way that we have defined a lead, um, the most simplistic way is that a QBO customer from within their, the, the platform, the Finder Pro Advisor platform, can send a pre-populated email to the accountant, and then we let the accountant know through an email that they have a lead. Right. And so, Stacey, that's what you mean. You know, maybe that's happened three times, but on your dashboard it said it happened 12. Right. The key here is that there are two or three other ways where, where sort of quote-unquote leads can occur. So, okay. for example, we put the accountant's phone number on the the uh, the page when the individual is searching for an accountant. Right. Now, if somebody clicks on that phone number, we count that. We also, for example, put their website and their social details on there. If someone clicks on there, we count that. Okay. Now, what we've learned, Stacey, is your point, which is this is causing a little bit of confusion, and I can see why, and it's unintentional, but with the change we're going to make is we're going to have two sets of leads. We're going to call something a hard lead and something a soft lead. So the hard lead being the email? Exactly. Okay. And then anything that's not an email is a soft lead. Still valuable, right. but a soft lead versus a hard lead. Okay, and that makes sense, and thank you very much for clearing that up, because there was... There's been a little bit of, uh, Richard and I, um, we admin a Facebook group and that has been a question kind of, it's been coming up lately, so yeah. I appreciate you clearing that up. Awesome, awesome. Very quickly, so Bryce. Practice so, management. Yeah, practice yeah. management, we're really excited about. This is something that, you know, to be honest, for a long time, I'm not sure that we had delivered the value to our accountants using QBOA that we should have done. And the reason I say that is we've always described QBOA as a product that helps you manage your clients and manage your practice. And, and as I look backwards, I think we did a good job on the help you manage your clients, but we weren't really doing a good job on helping you manage your practice. And so, you know, we did a lot of research. We learned from accountants and bookkeepers that what they wanted was a tool that helped them manage those daily day tasks, drive efficiencies, and then ultimately things that will drive insights from within QuickBooks. So if, if for example, payroll needs to be run, one click to go into the payroll file. If transactions need to be reconciled, one click that moves into to that area. Um, and so we built something, and it released just a couple of weeks ago, released globally, and essentially um, it, is a, it is a tool which will allow all accountants now to have that practice management functionality. Um, they may in some cases want more. We're not promising this as a sort of enterprise version of practice management, and so obviously there are tremendous third parties out there that provide services, so we're not trying to replicate those. What we're trying to do is offer some awesome functionality within QBOA that everyone can use, even though we recognize some people might outgrow. That is so great of a point. I think the great thing about practice management is how simple it is. Mm -hmm. There is no question about how easy it is to use the delegation, the simplicity of it makes it easy to just try out. And my favorite thing when I first, and you guys used a quote from me in your press release about how when I logged in it already had tasks. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like it already was pulling Payroll. information in yes. from QBO. And it, I was like, hey, thanks, QuickBooks. Thanks for thinking of me. So I was really excited. Well, and I, I give you just a, a little quick tidbit for, for your listeners as well that we didn't share earlier is where we get excited is there's a lot of things we can pull in from QBO, mm -hmm. but then there's a lot of things we can pull in from, from other third-party apps as well. So for example, T-Sheets, if you're a T-Sheets customer and a QBO customer, what we're looking to do is say, can you, for example, set some threshold for a client where they don't want to exceed a certain dollar amount in overtime for a month? Right. 
And then can that show up on a practice management dashboard for the accountant to then reach back out to that small business and say, hey, you're about to hit that threshold. It's an example of enabling the accountant and the bookkeeper to truly become that sort of business advisor, business right. consultant through insights that get raised through the practice management tool. We were just in the 100 minutes. Bryce and I just went to the 100 minutes with QBOA, with Arij yep. and Brady and Harsha. Like, we loved them all. They did an amazing job. Nobody was reacting to all the amazing stuff that they were showing. And I was, like, clapping <laughs> and, like, woo! Because the practice manager that came out is a V1. Yes. And you guys have a ton of really cool stuff that's coming out. Yes. The list view, because right now it's more of like a calendar view. The list view is in there for V1, though, Stacey. I, oh, it is? It is. Okay. It is. So already, now that was a far, so we launched the calendar was, view, and within a week we launched the list view. Right okay. Oh, so yeah, then I just missed it. So yeah. we have list view now. Yep. We duplicate tasks. Yes. Which is amazeballs. Yeah. And then recurring which is also, that's all, like, there's tons of stuff coming up yes. that I can't wait to see. I'm really excited. And it was everything in my list when I gave it the feedback. I'm I like, love it. I want this, I want this. And they came back and were like, yeah, 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 it's all. You are, Stacey, if you ask for it, you know what happens. I, well, sometimes <laughs> there's one thing in QBO, I just want to tell you, I've been asking for like, what, nine years? six years and I'm going to tell you what it okay. is. Okay, all right. I'm, so I'm going to you know, brace myself. It's No, it's easy. Okay. So you know the money bar and the client list. Yes. That's how it always starts. Yes. This is a very no, simple thing for you. Yeah. No, I don't think it's an easy thing <laughs> to code. Yes. I don't know. Yes. For me, I'm like, just do it on them. Just code it on the back end. Is it time travel? Right. It's just, I just have a quick question. Yeah. No, so what I want is, you know, in the money bar yes. in the client list, you have like not unrealized revenue you have like estimates and time expenses to be billed then you have any open invoices which yes. you can filter down to uh overdue invoices yeah you have this giant ass green box that says money like paid in the last 30 days there is so much real estate on that green box i just want another little box like how you can filter mm -hmm. to overdue invoices that says money to deposit that links to make a deposit and shows the balance in undeposited funds. Because for us as bookkeepers, to use it as a workflow yeah, tool. Because I can use I can use that client list yep. to teach my clients workflow. And so many times where the train falls off the track is they create the estimate, they convert it to an invoice, they receive the payment. But they don't know when it's been transacted and, 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 and in then the they account. Go, and they're like, I received the payment, yeah. but where the hell is the deposit? Yeah. And they go look at their register, Got so it. then they it. add it directly into the register. And unless, of course, they're using QuickBooks payments, in which case that transaction... Right, and then they don't have, which everybody should be using QuickBooks payments. I can't imagine why And I'm not getting paid to say that. Otherwise. I love it yep. so much. I'm, Richard, we, I set him up, He, I do his books for him, I set him up with QuickBooks payments. The first time he got paid, he texted me, he's like, this is effing life-changing. He's like, life-changing. I got paid two minutes it took him. He sent the invoice and got paid two minutes later. I love it. So that's my it. only okay. request. Okay, you know, I'm just it, seems, it seems manageable, so I am definitely taking that one back. Stacey. I've been asking for it for like eight years, okay. and I feel like this is I can make a difference now. I know, and I feel like the dev team. I feel like when the, I start talking after so many years yeah. of dealing with me, I feel like when I say something, the dev team kind of like here's Charlie Brown's mm, teacher, like yeah. wah, 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 like yeah, 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 yeah Stace. So that's my only thing. Okay, I got it. Okay. I got it. And next time we talk, you can hammer me if it's not done. 
and so, ask me why it's, it's not okay. good. It's okay. I like it. one other question I was going to ask. Okay, well, you? one of the neat things I think about when we were in the 100 Minutes with um, QBOA is the, the more excitement, I'll say, and the more questions and comments that come up shows how core to yeah. what we're doing all of these changes really are. So whether it's a positive or constructive feedback, at least there's interest in total. Yeah, There is actually, you know, Bryce, I'll give you a, a quick stat. Uh, and again, this is hot off the presses because the feature's only been out a couple of weeks. But it was really simultaneously in five countries. So first of all, it's interesting for us to say, you know, where is it used just across the globe? Is, is the US the same? And, and we've seen accountants across the globe already using it. But for any accountant that has already discovered it, and you've got to click on that work tab to discover it, yeah. because it's actually true. a lot of the marketing is going to come in the next few weeks, because we wanted to put it out there first and get some yeah. feedback before we really advertise the feature. But so for those many thousands of accountants who have discovered it and interacted with it, we already, up until a couple of days ago, 46% of them had come back a second time very quickly to create additional tasks. And so just as a team, you know, that tells us, it doesn't mean that the other 54% won't come back, but it means in very short order, when you try something and you come back quickly, obviously normally that's a sign that you find value. And so we'll continue digging into that, but we were encouraged by that early stat that it does seem to be resonating. I have lots of things that I wanted to do. There's, there's going to be a long list, Stacey, I can see. No. <laughs> well, you've got recurring transactions yeah. coming and the duplicate. Like, we like that. Yeah. And then one of the other things is basically kind of assigning categories and classes. Because the way that we work in our practice is we don't necessarily divide stuff by client. Mm -hmm. Because Shannon and I, my partner, our tiny little brains work in a certain way where when we're doing bank fees, we're managing bank fees. We use the client switcher, which Bryce and I love the client switcher. So I, Shannon and I, the way we work, we'll go manage the bank feed, flip to the next client, manage the bank feed, so we're in that mode yeah. of doing those tasks. Makes sense. And so I would like to be able to assign some categories Got it. so I can filter, and I'm sure that's it. coming. It, you know, it, yeah, I mean, it is, it is, and, and I'll, but I'll be brutally honest with you as well, Stacey. That, we talk about that, and, and some of my guidance to the team is, you know, we have to be careful at some point as to where we stop right? and where some of those other products where all they do is practice management right, right. sort of step in. Yeah. So that, that, by the way, may be an, exactly an example of, we may well build what you described, but you know, I've sort of guided the team, you know, we are going to get thousands of requests. Right. And the trick here is yeah. is to really try to be clear on like the ones that are relevant. Yeah. Level. Well, where, where we're going to be best in class yeah. and then where other folks provide products and services where that's all they do and then deeply link those to QuickBooks. Right. And so it's the best of both worlds. More to come on that and frankly we don't have the clean answer here on that one Stacey but you're right there's much more to come but at some point here we have to be clear with our customers as to sort of where we stop and others take over. Well and not to dog desktop but what I, one of the things that I've always really liked about QBO and I mean I've been shouting about it from the rooftop since 2008, 2007. Um, yeah, hang on. But, um, <laughs> sorry. I'm hanging. Yeah, I'm good. Is um, the fact that Q you guys don't, I feel like desktop for a long time just added features just to add features. Mm. And so many people who, and I love desktop, mm -hmm. I always say it's like my first boyfriend. I love it. <laughs> um, have that special place in my heart for it. 
But it feels like for a long time it, there was just features just being added just to add features. And I don't know any, I've never had a desktop client that uses even a quarter yeah. of the stuff that yeah. it does. And that's one of the things that I really have always liked about QBO is you guys don't add stuff just to add stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, some of my favorite things, I've been, dem I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about, are we allowed to say it? I don't think so. Probably not. Okay. Probably not. You're on the inside track. You're under NDA. Okay. So, I know. Well, I didn't know if I was allowed to talk about it. So I'm, I'm alpha testing something right now that's really amazing. And then um, bundles. I yeah. was so freaking excited about bundles. I couldn't hardly see straight. So that, and so for those desktop users, those are like group items. Yeah. So there's just a lot of stuff that you guys are doing that I'm really, really excited about. You had a question. I'm going to shut up. Okay. So uh, in a separate island... Uh, one of the things that you talked about this morning is how many folks are self-employed. Yeah. And in this gig economy and the growth over that. Yes. And Intuit's come out with a product to address that very audience. Yes. Yeah, and, and you're right, Bryce. And I mean, this product is, is still fairly new. It's only been in the market about 18 months. But as I shared this morning, it's Intuit's fastest growing product ever. Um, and, and, and obviously customer adoption has spoken and, and, and what we've seen is that there are an increasing number of self-employed folks out there. You know, these are people who are looking to work for themselves. They want the flexibility of not working nine to five. Um, and, and these are people who are, you know, maybe they're driving a car for Uber. Maybe they're, they're making certain things and selling them on Etsy. Um, you know, these are people that aren't even potentially sort of working regular hours or, or a sort of traditional job, but the, the workforce is increasing. By 2020 in the US, it's gonna be 40%, 40% of the US workforce. That's crazy. And so, you know, the point I was making today, Bryce, uh, and I'd love your point of view on this is, you know, I still meet two different groups of accountants. I meet a group of accountants that will say, you know, boy, this is interesting, but I don't want to service this group. And I don't want to service them because they don't make enough money and they're probably going to have a ton of questions because they're not an educated small business. And so I'm going to stick with doing what I'm doing. And then I meet another group who say, you know, I can see the trend and I can see the future here. And it's on me to think of a business model which suitably kind of pulls these folks into my practice. But boy, is this a big opportunity. And, and you know, frankly, I think there will be winners and losers, and I think that second group will be tremendously successful, and I think that first group will be dangerously very unsuccessful. Mm -hmm. um, but that said, I, you know, I'd love your point of view, Rose. Well, I think it comes QuickBooks self-employed to the accounting professional who's already in the market. I think comes off as a little unsettling mm -hmm. because it's not a full-blown accounting package. So accountants start to focus on it doesn't have reconciliation mm -hmm. it doesn't have a balance sheet and I think what's more important is to recognize how perfect this is for the shoe blocks box client for whom we're spending a lot of time mm -hmm. doing work to get a tax return yeah. whereas this makes the overall tax return preparation so much easier doing the estimates tracking the mileage these are things that are painful now and by working with these clients, it's going to make it actually easier and faster. It's, a, I mean, it's yeah. to think about it in the in the traditional lens. Yeah, it comes mm -hmm. off as as.
time consuming, but the reality is if you really dissect the market and yeah. think about how painful it is when people are filling out organizers or you get a bunch of bank statements, this makes it so easy to hook up and, and kind of swipe to report transactions. Yeah. You know. uh, the one thing I was going to say is I don't have any self-employed clients, mm -hmm. but I'm about to sign one, mm. and he's the guy that built my deck, which I watch all those stupid crappy shows on like HTV, HTV like HGTV, you know, like the house Yeah, owners, I know the ones. The horrible people. <laughs> yeah. Like, I hate them all. They always seem to pay significantly less than, than I have somehow paid whenever I've had well, it. Well, what I don't understand is, like, she breeds toads part-time. He macrames planters. They have a budget of $1.2 million. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, it's right. such bullshit. And yeah. they're awful people. I like, I don't, know know if I, could, I don't know if I could purchase this house because the walls are blue. Yes. What's well, a gallon of linen, sweetheart? Like, I, anyway, I So bringing I this home, where does this... What I'm saying is, <laughs> the guy that built my deck, which yes. we refer to now as the outdoor living space, yes. because <laughs> you can't just because have a kitchen. Oh. You have to have a kitchen space. Uh, or an out... It's not a deck. No. It's an outdoor living yeah. space, which is yeah. just such okay. shit. But anyway... It's, it's bringing the outdoors in. Right. Yeah. So we just... And he does it on, his, <laughs> on the side, right? Yeah. So... He, I was asking him, like, what do you... What on you, the side of your house? Or you're saying this is, is a this, job yeah, his, on the side for him? It's a side business for him. Come on. Okay. It's, okay. It's, good, it's a good question, Bryce. <laughs> like, yeah, just I think clarity. Follows, just want to make sure. Yes. At least Bryce knows yes. how to follow my train of thought. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, well, will he ever do a second job for you, Stacey? Yeah. Well, you were okay. He's, okay. he's coming back with folded to do I love flooring. it. I love it. So he does that kind of stuff, and yep. it's not his full-time job. He does it on the weekends. And he was kind of complaining about not really being able to track stuff. And I was like, oh, dude, I got, I got the hookup, man. So he's going to be my first self-employed. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, what, what I would say, Stacey, is you know, first of all, uh, self-employed, so QBSE, Quick Self-Employed, is now fully integrated into QBOA. Right. So, so the key there is obviously you can manage a self-employed client just the same way you can any of your other clients. The other thing is it's a lot cheaper. And so, yeah. you know, it's it's on wholesale billing, it's five bucks uh, a month. Um, and it really just tries to do two things well. It tries to separate personal and business expenses, yeah. and it tries to help kind of with tax preparation in the same way Bryce did, but not to replace the accountant, simply no. to organize, right. to make it affordable for an accountant to actually represent that person. And Bryce and I both tested it last year for our estimated taxes, mm -hmm. and it was $40 off for mine. It was like dead on. So nice. it yeah, it was really, really close yeah. for mine too. Really I mean, does a good job. initially I had that same reaction where it doesn't have full fledged yeah. but the reality is it, it got very close and for those clients who are who have basically nothing now yeah. this is such a leap in the right direction well and what we're going to do with this self-employed client is we do this for other clients where we let them know we we take and we move money into an account like a separate checking account uh, once a week yeah and they're going, that isn't their operating account. Yeah. It's basically just an account for them to pay their taxes out of. That's a great idea. So the self-employed clients will be able to go in, and if they don't want to do it or they can't manage or they forget, yeah. we'll do it for them. We can say, hey, here's this product, and you can go look and see what your quarterly taxes are going to be. Transfer that money over, whether you do it once a week, every other week, whatever, so that when you have those taxes due, because that's the biggest problem is they a lot of times don't really set that money aside yep. 
so that's really what we're using the self-employed for. And my other question about self-employed, and then I think we have one more question for Bryce, um, is will it ever, or for Bryce to ask? Yes. Is what I meant. I'm ready. I know. Gun loaded. Let's, I know. Yeah. You're on it. <laughs> is will self-employed ever be able to convert to PBL? It's a great question. Our Internally, the way we talk about it is, the answer is yes. Okay. Now, we haven't started that work yet, okay. so I wouldn't want to make a promise that that's coming up very soon, but the way that we think about it is, we want to remind ourselves that we built a very specific product for a very specific customer base, right, and right. it wasn't the watered-down version of QuickBooks, it was the very totally specific different. best yeah. thing. So, so that was why we started out thinking that way. Um, clearly now, building the pipes so somebody can upgrade is important for some of these businesses and accountants, and so it's absolutely something that we intend to do. Um, it's not going to happen immediately, right. but, but I but think I mean, it's something you guys are thinking about. Yes. Because we get that a lot when we, when I know you guys, probably Bryce, when you do out, go out and do those live trainings, a lot of times they'll yes. ask, and we always tell them, right now it does not, yeah. but that doesn't mean that it will. Yeah, and I would go as far as to say the intention is, yes, it will, okay. um, but, but, but you know, probably more of a sort of 12 months plus versus the next 12 months. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, that's fine. Because yeah. it's not that part of a conversion. It's just ending balances and, like, yeah, it's no big deal. Yep. So, I think so that's a great review of some of the technical details, but the big win of being able to talk specifically with you is about what's next for mm. us. What's the the vision, the dream, the possibility for accountants? Well, I appreciate it, Bryce. Well, I'll tell you, the, the vision of QBOA, very specifically, is to be the one place where accountants can manage all of their clients and their practice. And their practice. That's and so, yeah, yeah. so that's the, that's the vision. And we, you know, we, we talk about that a lot internally. Now, what we're doing next, to your specific question, over the next particularly sort of six to nine months, I'll give you sort of four headlines. The first two are actually continuing to build out practice management and matchmaking. And and the reason I share those is Ooh, the like first two. for accountants. Tinder for Oh boy! Goodness me! It's another product it's idea. That's Stacy exclusive. Yeah. Yeah, that is a Stacy exclusive. <laughs> the, uh, but the, the reason why, and, and when I say matchmaking, just to be clear, I mean find a find a pro advisor. Thank you. Uh, and that was that was mainly for Stacy as well to clarify. <laughs> the, uh, swipe right. Yes. Yes. Swipe right yeah. for this pro advisor. Um, but but it's important because I think too often teams can work on something, release it, and then move on to the next thing. And actually what we want to make sure we do is make the features that our accountants care the most about increasingly valuable based on their feedback. So that's just to say that, you know, whether it's continuing recurring tasks, insights, etc. excuse me, on the, the um, Find a Pro Advisor, it's, it's all of the goodness there making it better. On practice management, whether it's recurring tasks, insights, same thing on practice management. The same quantity of resources that launched are going to stay with each respective wow. project for the next that's 12 months. Cool. Yeah, yeah, so that's, that's historically true. that has not it always hasn't. been the case. We so typically Bryce and I are like so excited yeah. about that. <laughs> so yeah, so we're uh, so, so we're like yeah, so we're excited that we're, we're taking you know big big amounts of resources and leaving them on those two for the next twelve months. The other two I'd mention are um, online tax, and so we built online tax into QBOA uh, last year. It's been very successful, um, but 
there's a slow journey of accountants and bookkeepers embracing online tax and there's much more we have to do to, to actually kind of aid them in, in, in that journey which of course QBOA will never be the one place if it also doesn't include tax right. and so that's why tax is so important to us so you'll see much more uh, emphasis there as well and then last but not least you know we started out the interview talking about pro advisors um, you know, we are thrilled we have 200,000 pro advisors, but we also look at the program and say it could be better. Um, you know, we think about it almost as a loyalty program that, you know, doesn't really reward uh, in the way that perhaps it could or it should. What? You know, yeah, I'm going to disagree. Joining the pro advisor program changed the entire trajectory of my life. Well, and I love, I love that. Um, so in what way do you... Yeah, so it's... A, well, it's... We're going to keep everything that works about it today, right? But actually, you guys suggested something earlier, which is part of what will become the redesign. So, oh, for I example, have a good idea for I want to talk about you talked about uh, training at a firm. So, classroom training at a yeah. firm. That's the type of thing we want to make more material and more substantive in the Pro Advisor program and the Pro Advisor offering. And so, we want to just look at the tiers. And we want to basically reward the right behaviors. We want to incent the right behaviors. And again, this isn't about taking anything away. This is about recognizing that if we're 200,000 pro advisors strong today, and we hope to be, say, 300,000 pro advisors strong in a couple of years, then what would the changes we make now make it even more valuable for everybody? And so, you know, that one is a body of work that we don't have all the answers yet but we're committed to that being an opportunity and some changes coming. And again, we'll make those changes with our pro-advisors. We'll ask for feedback, we'll ask for help. And so, you know, this community will be a part of what the program is. And one thing I want to mention about the pro-advisor program is everybody will probably freak out like, oh my gosh, there's 200 pro-advisors and there's way too, there's so many. Mm -hmm. And we talk about this on the show and we have for five years, six years, however long we've been in the doing the show, you can't look, if you're a pro-advisor, you can't look at other pro-advisors as competition at all. I am a firm believer, and I have since I joined the pro-advisor program, that other pro-advisors, and it's really important to come to these kind of events mm -hmm. here at Scaling, come to QuickBooks Connect, mm -hmm. and meet the other pro-advisors, because I don't do tax, Bryce does tax, so now I can refer tax stuff to him. I'm not a nonprofit person, so I'm going to meet somebody... You really have to look at those 200 pro-advisors out yep. there as referral sources or people to give referrals or um, resources uh, to really work with. And I think it's really important for people to keep that in mind because I know sometimes when people hear about the, the increase, like, oh no, I have more competition. And it's not. And they're starting to pack up this competition bar. Competition for sound. I have one more question. <laughs> okay. You mentioned AI, and this, I promise, yeah. this will be it. I'll leave you alone. Yep. You mentioned AI earlier in your keynote, right? Yes. So, one of the things that I think would be really cool, and I don't know if you guys are planning this, is to be able to have QBO use that AI to say, oh, hey, look, I see this really high balance in undeposited funds, and you also have a really large number of open invoices. Maybe mm. there's a disconnect and there's something, and then suggesting to the user Hey, we see these this happening with the data in your in your QuickBooks uh, account. Maybe you might want to start working with a pro advisor. That kind of stuff is that the kind of stuff it's you guys exactly are exactly the kind of I stuff. I love that, and I am so excited about that because yeah. I think it is fantastic. Yeah, that's exactly the kind of work that can be done 
and you have to build the infrastructure, which is where we're focused on building the infrastructure. But that's exactly what will come out. Okay, I'm very excited. Okay, so thank you, Rich. Obviously I really we're appreciate it. Infrastructure here. Right, we are in the middle of uh, a lot of stuff happening, so we're gonna shut it down. I want to thank you. Uh, hopefully, I'll have a chance to talk to you again, maybe at QuickBooks Connect. Definitely. Uh, and kind of follow up on some of the stuff that we talked about. I love it, absolutely. Thank you very much, Rich Priest from Intuit. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Bryce Forney. Our oh, gosh. This was your maiden voyage on yeah. the PBO show. I've been trying to get you on for My pleasure. six years. So, it thank really you. It was really great. Glad you got that from your watch. Right. I had to look at my watch <laughs> to see how many years. Uh, so, thanks, you guys. And uh, we'll have a couple other uh, interviews. Uh, Alex Barnett, we're going to be interviewing him. Awesome. Uh, and uh, we'll. Thanks. That's all. All right. We'll end it. Thank you, guys. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.